another episode of the Strong Family Podcast. Now, if you're new to the podcast, we do encourage you to share these episodes if you think we're doing a good job. Mel and I are funding this project as a passion project for us. We want families to feel empowered to develop strong family values, strong family relationships. So we have set up this podcast. We've come out of our comfort zones and we want to focus on developing our family as well. And what you focus on is what you get. With that in mind, we would love it if you took a second to review the podcast on your favorite platform or share the episode if you find it valuable. That being said, let's get right into the episode, which will be a 10-minute shorter episode today. Each week, we're going to have a longer episode, 30-plus minutes, and then a short one for you here where we're just discussing a little piece of family life. We figured for this one, it'll be a little dinnertime conversation topic. Those are always hot. We did just write an article on the website about it over at strongfamilyproject.com where you can get the elements in the path. We give that away for free. You'll check that out. But we also wanted to start including some questions you can ask your kids. The better questions you ask, the better conversations get started. Great conversation spot for us is around the dinner table. But listen, I've been there before where I haven't been able to sit down at the dinner table as much as I would have liked to. You can do it in the car. You can do it before bed. We're going to call them dinner time conversations today for the sake of of it being a place you can do it and think of it because we want you to anchor in the idea of conversation at the dinner table, have things to talk about versus, oh, how's your day? Okay, cool. So here we go, Mal. We always start a dinner time conversation with gratitude. We mentioned that in other episodes, especially the very first episode on core values. One of ours is gratitude and our five-year-old chooses who gets to say what they're thankful for from the day. This is powerful because days are busy, days are hectic, people's minds are all over the place. It creates a little transition from the hectic daily life into time to talk. Mel, I've gone for two minutes. Go (laughs) ahead and kick us off with a little dinner time conversation idea. Okay, well, just to to back up one minute, um, we we didn't used to have dinner time together. Uh, it wasn't a priority for us, and until we made it a priority, and now it's something that we all look forward to. So it's just a shift that we made, um, especially after we moved. <clears throat> so dinner time conversations. So Joe is always full of humor, so he usually has a funny way of bringing something up, and I think. I'm not quite the same, so I try to just ask more specific questions. So maybe, who did you sit with at lunch today? And uh, my son Logan likes to watch kids play chess at lunch, and, and lately he's been actually starting to play play chess at lunch as well. Sometimes he doesn't eat his lunch. But being kind of specific about a piece of the day, you, I think you get a lot more details. So I'm always curious who my child is spending time with, and oftentimes lunchtime is when they get to choose. So asking about who's around the table and what's happening at lunch can reveal a lot. Name questions are great. That's a solid one to start. Who'd you sit with at lunch? Who do you sit by in class? What are they like? Who'd you play with at recess? Uh, what'd you play at recess? Who'd you talk to first today? Who made you feel good today? Who made you feel upset today? Sometimes I'll do the abstract, like Mel said, who made you feel the color red today? And uh, just to hear what they say, and they actually think about it, and usually they'll associate it with something anger or anger or someone frustrated them who made you feel the color green today and they'll just make it up (laughs) but it's a great conversation starter more than how you doing good 
So I like to use those. I know the internet rewards listicles, which is like top 10 things you should talk about at dinner. I just threw in five, about five or six. So we could say that this was a good list, but we ha- want to have more conversation with you today on this topic. So we can say uh, one that the kids really liked for a week, which was, what did you smell today? Kids <laughs> find that hilarious. And they'll talk about the food they ate or, or whatever, the smell of the outdoors. You can get some deeper conversations from that. We do encourage them to ask us questions too, and sometimes even prompt them. What's something about my day that you want to know? So now they're sitting in the driver's seat. They get a little leadership role. They get to sit on a different piece of the conversation than kids who usually are the ones who get asked the questions too. I didn't phrase that right. Kids usually get asked a lot of questions. They don't ask a lot of questions other than why. (laughs) Uh, So... It is powerful to teach them how to converse by allowing them to ask deeper questions than, than why and don't just pepper them with questions. Another one then is about um, recess time. Mm-hmm. Um, our, at the elementary level here, they play soccer a lot. And I think the majority of the, of the drama of the day usually plays out at recess. But I think the powerful thing about talking about it is you really learn about who your kid is around who they're with, how they're reacting, and also how they potentially are applying your family values in those situations. If you're just sitting in math and listening to the teacher and doing your work, there's not as much that can happen. So recess time also, I think, provides an interesting insight into your child's day and, and where they're at with their friends and how they're feeling. The kids love to talk about recess. <laughs> when I ask about the day, it's always recess, recess, recess. Now I, I say it sarcastically in the podcast, and I have to do it and validate their opinions more without the sarcasm at dinner. But I, then I will have to ask a better question about what are two things from your academic day? What are two things you picked up from, from, from the actual school portion of your day? And then they'll share recess after. They do some journaling in the morning. And we'll have the episode on a morning routine for your family here as well. However, not to go too far in depth in it they write down things they're thankful for they write down some goals for the day so what were your goals and what have you done to achieve them is a good question to keep them with that constant gentle pressure of moving forward uh, what was your daily commitment and did you accomplish it when are you going to accomplish it yeah we come up with a weekly commitment um, during the weekends for that week and this is a way to keep ourselves accountable. So we bring it up and sometimes they've accomplished it. Sometimes Joe and I have as well. Sometimes we haven't yet. So it's kind of a nice reminder for us all to keep moving ahead and forging ahead and getting what we need to get done, done. The conversation, if you're feeling frisky and you want to dive into it, is what does success look like to you at school? Kids don't go in very far in depth at the beginning. They're going to say, well, I don't like it or, or whatever it is. Maybe they do like it, don't like it. But it's a conversation starter so you can get into explaining what are the important aspects, what aren't the important aspects. I don't believe you should just go into any organization and adopt it with an open mind and say everything at school is great. And that's exactly how we should do do things always. That would be a whole another episode to get into the, to schooling. As a former teacher, we did homeschool for a year. Um, so we've got some experience in that area. However, I'm not looking for them to adopt things without thinking about things. So I want to know what success looks like. What do they want to get out of it? Because if you want the kids to have a good school experience, they'll have some sort of buy-in. 
there's got to be something for them. If they don't internalize that there is something for them, they're just going to try to check the boxes and they'll check out mentally. So having that conversation, the reason why I say you got to feel frisky about it is because it's going to be a conversation and it's going to need you to put up some guardrails and it's going to need you to explain what really is important and it's going to need you to actually think about what is important about their school day. Is it the outcome of the grade? Is it the content of the subject area? Is it the interpersonal skills? A little bit of all of that. So you got to be ready for that one. But that is a powerful one for dinner where you feel like, all right, today I'm going to make some progress and you give it a go. And this made me think of how when you ask a question, you definitely have to be willing to sit and listen to the answer and not just plan your rebuttal um, or your response. I know what some of our, you know, sometimes our middle child can take some time explaining and we want to kind of hop in and solve the problem and we need to let give him time and give him the grace to be able to speak his mind and say what he needs to say and, and feel very heard before we respond. I mean, sometimes people look for just you to listen and sometimes they look for you to help them solve the problem. But I think sometimes as parents, we have to hold back a little bit and just let the kids explain and, and tell us where they're at and really get to know each individual kid and not just kind of try to hop in there. Um, that's why we're trying to have deeper conversations at dinner beyond just the surface of how was your day. And sometimes it can get deeper and be ready for that with, with the listening ears and not just trying to reply right away. Bad news, Mel. Is it 10 minutes? Already? We are already at the 10 minute mark. Oh, See how yeah. fast this happens and how passionate we are to want to keep talking about. It. We could go on for a long time, but we are going to break it into more digestible bits. So it's something you can pick up in a car ride home, pick out one thing from the list. So as we hit the 10 minute mark, yeah, we threw out a bunch. I'll probably just make up a number because people love numbers. Hey, there's 14 <laughs> conversations. I don't want to go through and, and, and break them all down. But to Mel's last point, and I think it's a great one to end on, questions should happen in twos, threes, fours. They shouldn't happen in ones because that shows that you really weren't listening. You ask a question and then it's just a conversation killer. Kids want to be heard. They want to know that you listened and value their opinion. And the best way is to ask a follow-up question to summarize what they say and give some feedback. So make sure you're using these opportunities to be a good example of effective communication. I can't get on a rant about the lack of communication skills that both adults and kids have right now because we're over our time, but I will eventually. And it is something that we all need to focus on and keep in mind. So, that being said, there's a full 10-minute episode already. Please do share the Strong Family Podcast. We'll be back with another one. We're going to do two each week for you. And visit us at strongfamilyproject.com where you can download our notes on how to set up your family in the seven core elements. It's all free for you there. It is very important to us that you're engaging in this process and not just scrolling through. We'd rather have... 5, 10, 20, 100 very engaged families that are at doing this stuff along with us and providing us feedback and taking the time to review and share the episodes versus 100,000, 1 million casual listeners that never do anything. We love action. We want you to take action. Have some conversations with your family around the dinner table. Send us an email with the questions that you like. Contribute a little back. We will be happy to try them out with our kids. Let's, let's be a part of something special here. So thank you very much for listening to the episode. Last one thought. Mel, give them some knowledge. <laughs> Family dinners 
are a wonderful model for how kids learn to communicate when they're not with you. That's my final thought. The end. Have a great day. 